The podcast that you're preparing to hear contains acts of sex, violence, and other heinous acts of torture. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome to Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Across from me is my co-host, Tammy Underwood. Say hi, Tam. Hello. We all have kids mostly out there. Could you imagine the horrors that you would feel if your kid became a killer? Well, today we got something special for you under Killer Kids. Her name's Mary Bell. She operated about 1968. Got an opening quote for you. The conscience of children is formed by the influences that surround them. The notion of good and evil are the result of the moral atmosphere they breathe. That's by a man by the name of Jean-Paul. Let's get right into it. Mary Bell was born Mary Flora Bell and was, 11 year, was an 11-year-old monster, born and raised in England. Mary was born in 1957 to her mother, a 17-year-old prostitute named Betty Bell. Her Damn. father, Billy Bell, was a career criminal who was later arrested for armed robbery. Isn't that freaking intense? So I mean, she's she's already she was, coming out the gate. Yeah, she was being she was born into it. Right. It's, it's hard enough, you know, if you're a seventeen year old having a child. Oh yeah. But you're a seventeen year old and you're a hooker. Mm-hmm. You know now some people it's prostitute. God no, it's hooker. Well, and you also have to think that back in those early, you know, in the early late fifties, early sixties too prostitutes and you know for lack of a better term hookers when they got pregnant had abortions right you know that's pretty much i mean it's head. a career ender almost well exactly you can't have kids and be out there hooking yeah you can't be you know eight nine months pregnant out there you know right 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 um it's been mentioned a few times uh in places that billy bell is assumed to be mary uh mary's father but her mother was wasn't really sure who her father actually Obviously. was. Obviously. Well, yeah, and it kind of makes sense. It's uh, yeah. hey, I'm just kind of thinking it's you and uh, you know maybe fifty other guys. It's like yeah, a big and they had no Mari Povich back then. So. Right, right, exactly. Uh, you are the father. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? It's like I don't know. I mean, I kind of know her story and everything, so I don't feel the empathy for her that i have felt towards one or two of the other ones we've been researching right i have no no this but mary's a fucking monster let's just get right down to the click of it and i want to let everybody know mary bell is still alive she is uh she lives under an alias which is unknown and but we're going to get into that a little bit later on but uh so mary bell if you are listening to this uh sorry i called you a monster for when you were a kid you may have changed but honestly you were a monster you were Let's just call call a spade a spade. That's exactly actually what I was going to say verbatim. Mm -hmm. Let's call a spade a spade. So let's talk about Mary's childhood for a minute. Uh, So far, we know that her her mom's a hooker, right? A prostitute. Right. And her dad's a career uh, criminal. Right. Um, It also mentions in a few articles uh, that I've read that uh, Mary's mom uh, had to be picked up from a house for unstable women by her older sister. So, yeah, she had an older sister. So you wonder, though, um, unstable women, was that drug addicts? Was that, you know, victims of violence? That's what I don't know. What I would is, what, I would think she was just emotionally unstable. But that could consider be that, you know, Mary was born when, uh, when, when her mom was 17. She's got an older sister. Yeah. So what was she, 16, 15? I couldn't find that when her older sister was born. 
Um, so she has to be picked up by Mary's older sister, and uh, uh, I lost my place. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I, I mean. Now that's why you use highlighters, isn't it? It is why I use different colors. Yes, I just learned about blues clues. <laughs> you did no, because I color code everything. So. Researching Mary, though, uh, in her early childhood, it really seemed to me to be one of confusion and a lot of abuse. Uh, the, yeah. the abuse was detailed in a book that uh, she collaborated on with uh, Gitta. I don't I know I'm going to butcher this. You name. probably are. And I've, I've said it to myself before this podcast a hundred times. And we apologize if we ever get somebody's name wrong. It's, you know. Yeah, just, you know, uh, send us an email and spell it for me phonetically. Yeah. Our intentions are pure. Yeah. Uh, Gitta Sereny, S-E-R-E-N-Y. And it details her life of abuse that she suffered at the hands of her mom. Uh, it, it really, it set the stage for her horrendous crimes. It really did. You know, it... Uh, Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're being abused. And everything. Yeah. It does set the stage for it. Yeah. But <laughs> the acts that she did to... And there's... Um, she only has a body count of two. Only two, but yeah, she was young. It's the, it, the age is what really jumped out at me. Yeah, that's what jumped out at me too. Because if she were allowed to go longer, what would the body count have been? Exactly. Had she had not been caught. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, feel that she would still be killing people to this day. Probably. Probably. Or dead. One of the two. Uh, so in, in 1968, Mary was uh, convicted of manslaughter after strangling a four-year-old boy by the name of Martin Brown uh, and a three-year-old boy named Brian Howe. Yeah, so think of the age group of... Now, did you... Did it say how old she was? Did you... Uh, yeah, it was... Uh, her, her first murder was uh, two weeks before her 11th birthday, okay. so she's 10 years old. Yeah, and she victimizes children who are barely out of diapers, if they are at all. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. Uh, you got to think about how most crimes, even uh, like muggings, if you get robbed on the street. Right. It's, it's a crime of opportunity. Right. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people about this. Um, if you're female, let's say, and you're kind of petite and you're walking through a bad part of town, you're, you're going to get victimized. There's right. a good chance of it. I can walk through there because I'm built like a tank. And they're right. like, ah, oh, that guy's pretty big. And it's also how you carry yourself, too, because you can also be this petite woman but have this air of confidence that they're like, yes, she knows she knows martial arts. She'll fuck me up. Well, check this out. I was talking to Matt. Uh, that's the uh, for those of you that don't know, we use Oyster Brian Studios and Matt's the owner. Uh, he's originally from New York, from okay. Manhattan. And he said in, in New York, as opposed to out here, um, if anybody was, even looks at you, he's, I give him the crazy eyes. And then they go, okay, you're crazy, and they go away. And here he tried that in Portland. A guy was following him and kept staring at him, so he turned around and goes, what? What do you want? And the guy goes, um, let's talk. And he's like, I'm confused as hell because I gave him the crazy eyes, and he kept following me. I'm like, I might have to kill this dude. Yeah, no. No, totally. I mean, I totally get it. I mean, but keep Portland weird, right? Yeah, well, no <laughs> shit, huh? So anywho's. Um, Mary was operating in a town called Scottswood, and it's uh, in the west end of Newcastle. Upon Tyre. Okay. So whatever the hell that means, I'm assuming it's going to be an island or something. Some weird-ass yeah, English they thing. Always ha- I mean, in that area, they always have something upon I'm this so and dry. something upon that. I know allergies suck. No this shit. Year. 
but yeah. So it's I'm always confused by names out there. Oh, I'm confused by everything in, in England, and I've been there more than once, too. Yeah. You know, especially the spotted dick. Oh, I love spotted dick. I'm sure you do. <laughs> you might want to get a shot. Okay, I'm sorry. This is supposed to be a serious You're podcast. You digressed. I digressed. Um, her, conviction, her conviction, she got convicted in December of 1968. Um, and let's take a moment to think about this. Mary's, Mary's 11 years old. She lashes out. So I just start at 10 and continue to 11. Um, she lashes out and strangles two kids smaller than her that were unable to really defend themselves. Yeah, within a year. Yeah, within a year. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a quick progression, right? Um, and I wanted to add that the kills actually happened, as I said, a month before her uh, 11th birthday. Yeah, well, the first one, I think the sec- wasn't the second one after she was 11? I believe so. Yeah, so, I mean, it was it could quick. could be in my notes. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, because I kind of, I mean, because I kind of read along a little bit with you when you were doing the research. I believe I was, you're right. Yeah, she was 10 when, yeah, when she killed. She was 11 when she her, was convicted. Yeah, two weeks before he, her 11th birthday, she did the first kill. Right, and the second kill, too, because now I'm actually reading my notes. Okay. Hooked on phonics. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, folks, he does know how to read, I promise. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised I graduated college. Are you kidding me? Um so, and the kills didn't happen at the same time, by the way. No, they did not. No, they, they were separate. The, the first one that she did by herself. Exactly. And we'll get into this here in a, in a minute or so. Um, she had an accomplice. And right. that accomplice's name was Norma Joyce Bell. And they're not related. They're not, no. They're not related at all. Um, and what they call the, the time in between that is, it, it's a cooling down period. Right. So, she, uh, when you're talking about killers that kill for fun... Right, you know, or serial killers that kill for whatever. Right, because you have spree from. killers, you have um, what is it, mass murderers, mass and you murders. have serial killers. You got it. So, Nailed it. yeah, a spree killer will kill in rapid succession, like one right after the other. Bam, 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 bam. Right, right. A mass murderer will kill a shit ton of people all in the same day at the same time. Right, and a ser- serial killers generally it there's you know. Uh, it's usually a similar mo, right? And it's and it's within. I mean, it can speed up the time frame, right? But it, it fills that void. So, right, it whatever it is, it, it it might happen now and then happen in six months, right? But then after that, it's it's kind of like you know, right. using drugs. You got to get that high again. And right. It's going to progressively get worse. And and a serial killer, technically, because uh, we've talked about this before too, is a a series of three murders. Within, doesn't matter what the time span, it could be a year apart with the same M.O. Right. So, you know, that's what defines a serial killer. It's a series of at least three murders within a certain amount of time with the same M.O., all that stuff. So you can see from the second one, she was on the path to a third. Oh, yeah, no doubt. There was no no doubt doubt in my mind if she would not have been caught, the next one was happening. Plus, the the progression got worse, but we're going to get into that in a second. So... She meets up with Norma, right? Right. And uh, the two girls break in and they vandalize a nursery, uh, leaving notes that claim that the murders, uh, at, both the murders, as their own. Okay. Okay. So they're kind of they're working together, uh, and the the police find out about this and they dismiss it as ah oh, this is a prank, you know, not a big yeah, deal, just a childhood prank. Yeah, childhood prank. Um, but both the girls took part in the murder of Brian Howe. That was the three year old. That's the right, second. The kill. second tr- child yes uh and the the cops concluded that the two girls returned to brian's body and norma had carved her uh an, the letter n into his abdomen into okay. his stomach 
And Mary comes back and changes it to an M and continues to mutilate Brian's bite. This is a 10-year-old girl. Now, did she go back by herself? By herself, yeah. Okay, so it was like after the kill, the friend had carved the N in, and she was like, I don't want you to get the credit. Right. She goes back. Yeah. But she goes even further to mutilate his genitals and cutting off uh, Brian's uh, pieces of his hair. uh, Her trophies, probably. uh, Scratching up the legs uh, with a pair of scissors. And uh, what really got her caught uh, was the scissors. The scissors were her downfall. Really? Because, you know, kids oftentimes make up stories, right? Oh, yeah. If you say, hey, oh. why did you eat the? Why did you eat that cookie off the counter? Um, it wasn't me. Sparky, our dog, pushed a chair over here. And, you yeah. know, and they go into great detail, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Mary tells the cops that uh, she had seen another boy with these scissors. But that fact had not been released, had it? Mm, it hadn't been released, and they confirmed that that boy was at uh, an airport oh, all day crap. long waiting for family members. Snap with, dragon. Yeah, with his parents. Oh, wow. So there's no, and this, this was confirmed with, with everybody that was around him. Yeah. You know, they said, no, no, homie's right here, man. I don't know what the hell you're talking yeah. about. But, I mean, and that is, unfortunately, the, I mean, fortunately or unfortunately, it depends on what perspective you're looking at. If you're looking at it from the public, it's a very fortunate event. Right. But if you're looking at it from the serial killer's perspective, it's an unfortunate event. They always give away something that has mm-hmm. never been released that only the killer would know. Right. And I couldn't find the name of the boy that she was talking about. It just as a known local boy. Yeah. That's and I don't think they're going to have, because he was a minor. So right. You know, not why, have his, why drag this yeah, kid they're not going to publicize his name so uh on december 17th 1968 norma bell her friend okay is acquitted they said you know what you're good to go have fun you probably just were a standby and egged her on and maybe carved your initial in him but right you know mary bell however she was uh convicted of manslaughter uh on the grounds uh the only reason it was a lesser charge. Because she was a minor, right? No, diminished responsibility. Oh. Kind of makes sense, though. She's 10 years old. Now she's 11. How yeah. responsible were you at 10? This is true. It goes back to that age of accountability. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, my my kids have been raised around, around guns because I, I like right. to shoot. I would not hand my forty five to... My son, when he was five years old by himself and say, hey, take care of this for me. Yeah. No. You know, here's some bullets. No, that's stupid. Stupid. Yeah. So because it's responsible. I wouldn't even do that when he was 10. Right. And it also depends on what what values they were taught growing up too. It's like, were they taught right from wrong from the beginning? <laughs> think about Mary's mom. Right. How much right or wrong do you think she's well, getting it, taught there? Plus being abused. It, wasn't it also doc or you know, because you talked about how she documented in a book the abuse and everything. Right. So if you're documenting abuse and stuff, you're not really being taught right from wrong. You're right. being taught you're always wrong. Right. And we've, we've delved into that with uh, with several ones that we've researched and uh, as well. Right. As like, well, let's go back to one of my favorite ones that, that you and I have done, which is Carl Pensram. Correct. It's the same thing. Very it's same the, thing, It's yes. the same process, mm-hmm. you know, and... I'd explained this when you and I were talking before. Kids learn the majority of their information between birth and like six or nine months. Right. They they learn the foundations of what right. they're going to be learning. Yeah. Right. So you got to imagine between six and nine months, she's being filled with all this shit 
Yeah. You know, you got a mom that's a prostitute. You got a dad that's a career criminal. You got an older sister that probably doesn't really care about you a whole hell of a lot because it's a game of survival at this point. Right. You know, because if you're hooking, it's not like you're living the, the life fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And with the abuse and everything like that, she's already being programmed for it. Um, so the the court-appointed uh, psychiatrist had described her as a psychopathic. Yeah, described her as psychopathic. Um, as she displayed all the classic symptoms of that mental disorder. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, it's not sociopathic, psychopathic. Right. And there, there is a difference. In, there is. You've actually I mean, looked this up. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is a lot of people interchange those two, but they have distinct differences because one is the complete opposite of the other one. Right. So. Right, right. So 1980 rolls around. Mary gets released from prison and she's granted uh, anonymity uh, after serving 12 years. She's 23 years old at this yeah. time. She gets out. Um, she's also allowed a new name so that the court, uh, so she could start a new life. Yeah. Fair enough. You've done your time. Yeah, because she was sentenced, I think, wasn't it under like the queen's discretion or I something like that? I was trying to remember what the hell it was. And much see, like everything I'll else, see if I, I can pull it up. didn't put it Hang in my on. friggin' notes. I have notes. my computer open, so I will look it up. But I think that it was called something like the queen's discretion or something like that. It was that. something like that. And I'm old school. I print things out. You you do. I, I tend to more outline and keep it on the computer because <laughs> I, I have a hard time reading my own handwriting. I'm sometimes. one step away from chiseling things into stone, okay? Be happy I figured out the <laughs> ting, printer. Ting, ting. Yep. But, um, okay, I think I had, oh, yeah, that's where I had her. Um, and if somebody doesn't get the pollen count down, I'm going to die. Dude, I'm going <laughs> to hurt somebody myself. So <laughs> let me see if I can do here. So I'm going to go on with this right here. So four years later, after she's released... Um, she gave birth to a daughter in 1998, uh, the media had uh, discovered Mary's identity and where she was living with her daughter and her daughter had no idea of her mom's past. Like right. this is just mom. Right. So nothing is making sense to her daughter. So that kind of tells me maybe Mary got her, her shit together. Right. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Which is hey, kudos to you, Mary. You're not a monster anymore. High five that shit. Um, so, but it forced them to flee their home. And uh, to this day, Mary and her daughter's whereabouts are are unknown. And I do know, without even looking at my notes, that uh, her daughter was also granted anonymity. Right. Um, at 18, that expired. And then she petitioned to have it back again. And she got it again. So their, their whereabouts, their names, everything. Right. She would Mary herself would be 64 today. Right. You know, and there's no information whether she's still alive because nobody knows. And she was actually sentenced under what they called the Queen's Pleasure. That's what it was. I, I didn't want to bring up pleasure because I thought that was something no. in my own well, sick it's mind. Like, it just, I mean, that's why I thought it was discretion. But it's the Queen's Pleasure, which means there was no set amount of time. It was pretty much when the Queen said, okay, go ahead. Yeah, you learn your lesson. Get the hell out of here. Yeah. But... Because she, well, because there's been no word that she has murdered again, I would venture to say maybe she was actually rehabilitated. I think she was because knowing that her daughter had no inkling of anything that her mom had right. done. And, you know, your daughter's growing up. She's a teenager. If mom or dad's a little sketchy, you know, 
Uh, Kids know. Yeah, and you're comparing them like, hey, man, Billy's dad and mom don't do this crazy-ass shit. Yeah. Uh, my mom's kind of wacko. What the hell? But yeah, had no clue. Yeah. So, I mean, so maybe she was reformed and everything. And, you know, kudos to her. Kudos to her. Oh, totally. You know, because that is something that people really say is you can't, like, change from. That is, like, a total, like, it's a disorder that there's no... You know what I mean? That there's right. is losing a connection there. But the the difference between when Mary was convicted in '68 and uh, and our our buddy Carl Pensram, who That's is true like too. I said, I, I bring him up a lot only because I, I I empathize with him so much, and I I love the story. Mm-hmm. I do too. You know, uh, as messed up as it is, is you know, like Carl had there there was no rehabilitation, there was no counselors, nothing like that. Now we're into the '60s where psychology itself is starting to emerge, it's starting to bloom, it's starting to... People are understanding a yeah, lot and more. and that's like a, just a 30-year span, too. Right. Yeah. And so there, it's a little bit easier to focus on, okay, this kid has problems, let's do what we can do. Right. And and just see how it goes. Um, yeah, just I think like, that probably helped out a lot. Well, with her also, like with Carl, there was no documentation of like the um, the animal mutilation or anything like that. You know, that is very common among children. I mean, uh, um, among psychopaths and sociopaths that, you know, that is the catalyst or what leads you to believe, hey, they're going to be a serial killer later. Right, exactly. Because... Because they say chronic bedwetting and animal mutilation and stuff are classic signs of the sociopath, socio right. psycho- psychopathy or whatever. Psychopathy. Yeah, we learned, it's a, it's we a, learned a new word. word for me today. Quit using them made up words. You know. <laughs> um, no, I, I totally agree. Because if you look at it, it's victims are always smaller and less than right. their attackers. Correct. Uh, because if you think about nature, lions don't attack and kill other lions for food. No, they attack those that are weaker than them. Exactly. Yes. You know, so like if you're... It's the food chain. Yeah, it's just the food chain. And it comes down to that primal thing that uh, that's exactly what they're doing. Okay, uh, you don't see people like, uh, let's take Mary. Mary's not attacking other 10-year-olds. Or adults. Or adults or mm-hmm. 11-year-olds or even 9-year-olds. She's going for 3 and 4, 5-year-olds. You know, that, that that lower range. Because 3 years old, you're just coming out of diapers. Right. Well, and it also begs to wonder here, and I didn't think about this till just now, because we just recently went into a discussion about Carl. I think it was yesterday and everything when we were discussing him. But... Does it beg to wonder, and I'm just throwing this out there, and I could be wrong, was she acting out to hurt the age group where she was hurt the most? I don't think I don't think she was. You don't think so? No, I, and I, I don't... Re- like I said, I was just throwing it out there because... Right, it's, I, I, this one's kind of hard for me because I can't tell if it's nature or nurture only because the time frame that it's in, you, you're going to school. You are. You've got at least kids around you, and you can see how the other families are interacting. That's true, too. There's more interaction as opposed to when Carl grew up. Right. So you're yeah. looking, you go, okay, my mom's a prostitute, but 
you know, Billy and Mary Jean's mom over here, they're they're not. Right. You know, so this might be kind of the family I want to gravitate towards, you know, being, being more like. Yeah. And she took a totally different path that's pretty, for a 10-year-old... It's pretty drastic. Yeah, it's pretty damn dark, man. Yeah, pretty damn dark. You know, and granted, okay, I, I she does get the points for being victimized. And she yes. gets the points for being abused. And she gets the points because her mom was a, was a prostitute and went to... I'm going to assume what's a nut hut. That's the house of, you know, for... Disturbed women. Yeah, unstable women that her older sister had to go get her from. Yeah. But still... Because we talk about violence begets violence. Right. But I'm thinking at 10 years old, if if you're talking violence, I'm thinking that a normal 10-year-old that's going to be violent is going to want to beat up other 10-year-olds. Or, you know what? Let's even go to the extreme. She wants to knock the crap out of a three- and five-year-old. Okay. Right. I, I can see that. Understandable. But to go to the extremes. Of, of mutilating. Of not just killing. Yeah, not just strangling. She goes back and mutilates Brian Howe's body. Mm-hmm. Post-mortem. Know? Yeah, post-mortem. Which is a classic sign of a serial killer or psychopath, too, because they will revisit their crime scenes. Right. Or it their dump the sites rush. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that is how Ted Bundy got caught. That is how the Green River Killer got caught. It's because they had this need to revisit their dump sites or crime scenes. Right. So it's like watching your favorite movie. Yeah, pretty you know? much. Yeah. I like Robin Hood. It's uh, like they're reliving that crime again and again and again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's what she did. But she didn't just do it to revisit it, to reminisce. No, she did she, it to inflict more pain. Right. On And like you said, post-mortem. She's going back and she said, okay, I can't let Norma... Take the credit. Take for the this. credit for this. I'm gonna make this N mm-hmm. and M, and then I'm gonna scratch up his legs with scissors, mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna mutilate his his, his genitals. Li- his genitals, yes. And it goes on to tell the cops this story of seeing a known local boy with these scissors and hanging out. I forgot to add this with Brian. Oh yeah, Brian Howe. Yeah, she tried to create the perfect scapegoat. Right, exactly. So that means that she's given this some thought, you know. Now, granted, not knowing that he was hanging out at the airport. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't research her backstory quick enough. Exactly, you know. So it shows no remorse because I okay, I know if I would have done something wrong, um, uh, even getting a speeding ticket, I'm gonna be nervous. Oh yeah, totally. I got I got pulled over coming through coming back from Seattle. I think it was a few days ago. Yeah, was I was like going to say, it was like Tuesday like or Wednesday. It was Tuesday. Yeah, because you were on the phone with me. Right. And when I got pulled over, now granted, it's just speeding. Yeah. Okay? It's an infraction. Well, you were like, what I do? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. all I know is that there's lights behind me. And that's never a good sign. Never. That's never, ever. It's never, the cops never pull you over with their lights on and go, hey, want to see if you're having a great day, man? You, well, did you pack enough for lunch? Some some cops have been known to pull over people and give them a hundred dollar bill. So you know, every once in a while, I'm hoping for that to happen, but it's never going to happen. I don't because I'd be like, dude, I'm not a hooker. <laughs> I'm not Mary Bell's mom. Every so once you while, back you out s- of it. You see those those you know feel good stories about cops that have done that, but it has True. never happened to me. So I it's don't believe one them. in a million yeah. that that happens. So I know that I'm paranoid, right? And the guy walks up. He says, "My name is Officer." Blah, 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 blah. I clocked you doing sixty-seven and a sixty, and I'm and I really I'm sorry. Uh, my 
cruise control was set at like 63, 64 miles an hour. Lying my ass off, by the way. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was a shady license. Well, there you go. You're over the speed limit license and, uh, you know, and I need your, your registration and blah, blah, blah. And he goes away. And this dude was serious as a heart attack. Oh, yeah. And he comes back and says, I'm just giving you a warning. And meanwhile, you know, I'm like ready to crap myself. Yeah. Because this yeah. dude looked like he wanted to shoot me. Um, Probably would have. If yeah. You, if you got out. And so here's Mary Bell, though. Mm-hmm. She's talking to cops. She just not only murdered somebody. Mutilated. Mutilated him. Went back and freaking mutilated him and said, um, okay, I saw this boy yeah. with Brian Howe, and he had the scissors, and that's what I think happened. Making up the story. Not straight even break- face. Yeah, straight face. Mm-hmm. Not even breaking a sweat. Not even. And it just... That is some seriously deep, fucked up psychological shit. Right. You know? Right. And I was comparing myself. I'm a grown adult. Yeah. That's the thing. A child is normally afraid. Oh, of course. Especially of... Of a cop or yeah, whatever. Yeah, th- authority figure. Yeah. So this cop's fucking going, Mary Bell, what the fuck happened? And she's all, this is what happened. Lying her ass off, not afraid. And the only reason she got caught was the scissors. Yeah. That was the only reason and the person that she chose to try to pin it on. See, the person she chose to try to put Like I said, she didn't research her backstory, and then she gave away that one key element that yep. tied her to everything. Had she not mentioned the scissors, I'm pretty damn sure that she would have been on her merry way. Oh, yeah. No pun intended. And it would progressively, because of, the, uh, of her trying to create this backstory... Mm-hmm. I think that her murders would have gotten more and more graphic. More and more graphic and violent and had less of a cooling off period. Oh, totally. Yeah. It would progress quicker and quicker and quicker. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, that's my whole thought on the whole thing. Because there, there's not whole, a whole lot on Mary Bell going on. There, there wasn't a whole lot of information on her. I just found her... I just found her story fascinating because i mean we've talked about this before of the age yeah we're doing this series because you and i both have this fascination with the with the whole thought process oh totally behind serial killing and everything it's like what drives a person to do that right what's the catalyst yes and it's like you know and we never ever and we'll never claim to be experts in this field. We're not. We're no. just enthusiasts. Yeah, we're just enthusiasts on not just serial killers, but the lesser known ones. Because everybody's done. Oh, yeah. Bundy everybody's and Gacy done. and Ed, Ed Gein and H.H. Uh, H. Holmes and, and all yeah. those. A bajillion times over. The only one that we have in store that is has been done a couple of times is... Uh, one, a fetish killer. Yeah, a fetish that killer. we found. But I think... I mean, even when we were doing the research on that one, I had, I don't think I'd ever heard of him. I hadn't until I found out there's a ton of information. Yeah. Here's the bizarre thing. He was never, well, we'll get to that there, but never convicted of an actual murder. Yeah, exactly. That's it right there. And that's, that's what it caught right me. There. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm what caught looking, me too. I'm looking at all this evidence. I'm like, what the hell? But anyway, we're talking about Mary. Yeah. And you and I have a ha- horrible, well, okay. We digress. I have a horrible habit of. Chasing things down a damn rabbit hole. You, you do. But no, I mean, and so it's like, so what fascinated me with her is, A, her age, B, the severity of, from one crime, one act of murder to the other one in quick succession. The progression of yeah, the violence. The, That's what it got went me. from choking this one kid to 
choking this kid and then going out and mutilating him afterwards. Right. So that is a huge jump. It is like a serious progression right there. And meeting someone with a similar interest when you met, exactly. when she met Norma. Exactly, which is rare anyways in adulthood. Right. Because we'll get into, you know, groups and couples and stuff, you know, pairs and stuff. I, it's our, That section is titled pairs, couples, and couples, pairs, and groups. Because we'll talk about them and how they kind of seek each other out or find each other later in life. But to find somebody that's, who had that similar interest in you at such a young age... Exactly, and that's, that's I wish that know, there was a lot more information. I do, too. I and do, too. honest to goodness, I would pay, be willing to pay Mary Bell, if you're listening, I would, a, substantial a finder's fee or something. Yeah. amount of money. We to, don't want to know your current name. Right, to interview you um, one-on-one. Yeah, even, I mean, you don't even have to freaking tell us your name. We don't even ask for that. Just email us. Some email bogus us, I, junk email account. I don't care. Yeah, because mostly because I want to know the whole story. Yeah, I want to know. And you've already been convicted. You can't double jeopardy. You yeah. can't be convicted can't again. Can't be convicted again. You, you know, know, that's that's a done deal. I want to know the whole story behind it. And that's what's really still I want to know, what, me alive I wanna at this know shit. what drove you to how to feel that that was something you needed to do at that age. Right. I, the, the, the mutilation, that's what got me even at 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're, you're only 10 and that's where your mind goes is to, is to do this. It's just amazing. Yeah. Cause I think at the, at when I was 10 years old, I think the most violent thought I had was pushing my sister off the grain bin, but there was a bunch of hay down, so she wouldn't have gotten hurt anyways. Because <laughs> we used to jump from it all the time anyhow. But, you know, that was my most violent thought. That explains then. a lot. Shut up. But, you know what I mean? It's like I knew she wouldn't get hurt. We jumped from it all the time, but she had made me mad. I wanted to push her. You're the next. You were the Mary Bell that was going to happen. No, dude. Oh, I see it in your eyes. Whatever. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap up this sh- very short episode. Yeah, this was a rather short one, but it's only because we had such little information. Right, but uh, Mary Bell definitely deserved an honorable mention. She did. And let her let her story be known. Yeah. This has been a production of Twisted Blue LLC. You can email us at brutalnation.cast at gmail.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.